Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. And so today we start off 40 days of purpose. 40 days where we are going to be taking time to go over uh, the book from Rick Warren. It's an old book. It's been out for a lot of years, but they re-released a new version of it, kind of updated for the millennials. Over 32 million copies of this book has been sold. 32 million. Why? And it's not even to church people that have bought the book. Business people, uh, people from from the business community, uh, educators, People that don't go to church, people that don't even believe in God have bought the book because everyone is trying to answer a question. What on earth am I here for? And if there's one question as a pastor over the past 30 years, I've heard people ask me the most is, Pastor, I want to know my purpose. Why am I here? Have you ever got tired of the merry-go-round of getting up in the morning, going to work, Coming home, and then starting the day all over again, and then going, the grind, and then wondering, is my life making an impact? Today, if you make a choice in this next 40 days, you will totally transform. I promise you will transform your life. And not only your life, but the lives of people around you as well. If you'll take your Bibles with me and turn real quickly to the book of Colossians, chapter 1. Some of you know your purpose. You found your purpose. But there's many that are, that this question has plagued them for centuries. In Colossians, chapter 1, I want to read this and then we'll, we'll jump into the word this morning. It says this. For those that are still looking, for those on the, it's on the screen as well. For everything, absolutely everything. What does everything include? To leave anything out? For everything, absolutely everything, above and below, visible and invisible, rank after rank after rank of angels, everything. Someone say everything. Everything. Got its start in him and finds its purpose in him. Bow your heads as we pray. Father, help. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. As you're seated, I think it's so important for us to understand that the average lifespan of a human being, average, is 25,550 days. 25,550 days is the average lifespan of a human being. Don't you think it's important to take maybe 40 of those days and dedicate them to find out what your purpose is? Say it again, Pastor. We we spend 40 days on so many other things, but why not take 40 days to figure out your purpose, to find out why I'm here on earth, why God created me, why there's breath in my lungs. God's the one that gave you life, and if everything starts with God, that means that the breath you have isn't yours. It belongs to God, and it's on loan. And so we need to take care to whatever God has given us to utilize it for his honor, for his glory. Someone say amen. amen. Now, with that, I want you to notice 40 days is very important throughout the Bible. And as you look throughout the 40 days, it was 
40 days that totally transformed uh, the life of Noah when he had 40 days of rain come in. It was 40 days that transformed the life of Moses when he was on 40 days on Mount Sinai. It was 40 days that we find the spies were transformed as they went into the promised land. 40 days we see David is transformed because Goliath is calling him out and the children of Israel for 40 days. 40 days Elijah went on the strength of one meal for 40 days that God God had supernaturally given to him. Uh, the, the city of Nineveh was transformed and repented after 40 days when God said, if you don't repent in 40 days, I'm going to destroy you. 40 days is important because it was 40 days that Jesus was empowered to go into the wilderness, fasted for 40 days, and came out and then started his ministry. The disciples were transformed after Jesus died, rose again. They spent the next 40 days with him as he walked the earth before receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the upper room. 40 days can transform your life. Amen. 40 days. Why not make a commitment in the next 40 days to commit yourself? And the thing is, we say we commit to things, but we really don't. You say you're going to do something, but we really don't. You join a gym, but you don't go. You get your Activate membership and you don't come to church. You commit to a relationship, but you really don't. We have to be able, before we can keep promises to anyone else, we have to be able to keep the promises that we make to ourselves. The next 40 days can change your life because when you find your purpose, you can release your potential. When you find your purpose, you can release your potential. Hit your neighbor and tell him he's talking to you. See, without purpose, this, this is where, when people lose purpose, this is where a, a, a man that's been married for 30 years goes through a midlife crisis and all of, all of a sudden gets divorced, gets an earring, gets a sports car, and now just trying to find himself. It's because we lose what it is to find purpose in life, to pursue success, or we're, we're running after things car I just lost power there for a second there it is it's on purpose man it's all purpose the desire to acquire I need a bigger TV I need a bigger car I need a bigger house and we think that bigger is going to somehow meet the need of the emptiness that we have you can drive the best car wear the best clothes have the best job you can have the most most money that anyone else has and still die without purpose because purpose cannot be bought Purpose has nothing to do with your business. You might be great at business, but suck at purpose. Because your business is not your purpose. Your purpose is totally different than your career. Yet when you ask a man, who are you? They'll tell you what they do. Because as men, we identify with our jobs. But you are not your job. You're bigger than that. God created you. God creates a purpose and then wraps a man around it. God creates a purpose, something that he needs done, and he created you to fill that void, to fill that purpose that no one else can do. America, I need you to understand, is the most medicated society on the face of the earth. No other country is as medicated as we are. 
We take something to wake up in the morning. We take something to go to bed. We take something to rest. We take something to work out. We take something to to, to play. We take something to relax. There is always something there. Why? Because it's not a matter. You, you, You can't. It can all be traced to our lack of purpose. Because understand this. Work doesn't get you tired. Work doesn't get you tired. Meaningless work gets you tired. When you're doing something you don't feel like it's making a difference, where you're making an impact and you're showing up at work every day doing your nine to five thing and you're giving your all and you just feel like you're not making an impact, you don't feel like you're making a change, it's not work that, 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 that is tiring, it's meaningless work. When I tell you this, when me and my family planted CWC back in 2000, when we came and we were driving over the hill, getting up at 4.30 in the morning, getting the family in the car at 6.30, showing up here at 7, setting up all the, all the sound equipment, my daughters moving chairs around, getting things ready so that people, when they arrived, had a place to worship. We would get home late that evening after having lunch. We would get home. We would be tired, but we would be so excited for the next day to wake up and get back at it. Why? Because your purpose drives you. Your purpose drives you. Your purpose drives you. And we're driven by many things in life. But only purpose is the fuel that will get you to your destination. See, the greatest tragedy in life, according to Dr. Miles Monroe, isn't death, but life without purpose. We're all going to die. The question is, is are you going to fulfill your role that God created you for before you die? Because we're all going to die someday. Colossians 1.16, for everything, absolutely everything, got its start in him and finds its purpose in him. Uh, everyone, just say this with me. What am I here for? In fact, turn to your neighbor and ask them, what am I here for? If you haven't taken a breath mint, don't get too close. <laughs> See, books have been written about this question. What am I here for? There are so many. You walk to Barnes and Nobles. You go online to Amazon. You take a look on Audible. You're going to find all these self-help books about how to find out what your purpose is in life. The problem is this. All those books fail because they all start with you. You can't answer that question. You can't ask yourself what my purpose is because you didn't create you. If you want to find out why you're here, you got to go to the one that created a thing. If I want to know what an invention is, and I don't, I don't know what it is, I don't, I'm not familiar with that invention, i got to ask the inventor, the creator, what's the purpose of this device? And the inventor will tell me the original purpose or idea or intent of the thing. I need you to understand, you are trying things out. You're working things out. You're trying to make things happen, thinking that it's going to bring happiness, joy, love, peace to your life. That's why you're in every relationship. You're in every financial thing, you're trying to acquire things. Those things don't fill a void that only God can fill. See, I, I want you to understand this morning, it's not about you. Let me say it again for the divas in the back. It's not about you. 
I know you think it, it is, but it's not about you. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. Everything started with God. Everything had its start. Everything, its purpose is found in God. Let me tell you this. If the universe thought it was so important enough to start everything off with God, what makes us think we could start a marriage, a business, a family, a career, an education, or start anything without God? If you want to start anything that's going to be sustainable in the beginning... God. Everything starts with God. You got to start everything with God. It starts with God, not with you. See, you were born by his purpose, for his purpose. God created you for his pleasure. God created you because he loved you. God created you because there was something that you had to accomplish and a design. But you are not going to find those answers within yourself. Because these, when you, when you start off in the wrong place, you're going to end up in the wrong place. And we always start off with these questions. You know, just say amen if you've ever asked this question. What do I want to be? What should I do with my life? What are my goals? We start every year off with that. What are my goals? What am I going to do this year? What am I going to What are my dreams? What are my ambitions? What are my hopes for the future? Have you ever asked yourself those questions? Now, the questions themselves aren't bad. These are great questions to ask because they tell us where we're at in life. But the problem is this. When you try to de develop your purpose based on your ambitions, you miss out God's intent for your life. I don't know if I'm going to say anything else because I don't know if you're receiving what, I, what I'm just sharing. And if you don't receive the last statement, I'm not sure you're going to receive the next statement. We've traded in our purpose for so many things. We've laid aside the purposes of God for our pleasure. We've laid aside the reason God designed you and we've walked away from the purpose that God placed you on this earth for. All these questions start in the wrong place. What do I want? What do I need? What do I want to accomplish? It's not about you. You didn't give yourself life. You're not the one that created you. Your breath is on loan. God created you. And until we understand that we are the mind, we are the product of the mind of God, we have a responsibility to God. I don't live for myself. I live for the audience of one. I don't do what I want to do. I live for the audience of one. I don't walk and say what I want to say. I live for the audience audience of one. Everything I do, I do to honor the one that created me. The Bible in the book of Psalms says that when they went into, into bondage, that the, the worshipers took their harps and they hung them up on the willows and they stopped singing the songs of Zion. There's many of you that have laid the gifts that God gave to you, designed you for, planned you for, and you hung your harp on the willow and you have no longer sang the glory of God. You laid your purpose down because you were hurt. Gave up our purpose because someone let us down. 
I get it. We've all been there. We've all been hurt. We've all been let down. We've all struggled. But whether your harp is your smile, whether your harp is your voice, whether it's an instrument, whether it's your ability to connect with people, there is a purpose, a gift God gave to you. And you've hung it up on the willow. And they say, sing us the songs of Zion. And you're like, nah, I, I ain't doing it no more. You've quit doing what God created you and designed you to do. Job chapter 12, verse 10 says this. It is God who directs the lives of his creatures. Everyone's life is in his power. God created us. We are at God's beckon. And we're going to stand before God someday. Do you understand that this is the thing that scares me and excites me? That every one of us is going to give an account for our lives here on earth. And we're going to stand before God, not just about heaven or hell. Am I getting into heaven or I'm going to hell? That, that's, it's bigger than that. It's looking in the face of my God who says, not only, okay, you received my son, you can enter into heaven, but you wasted all the talents, the giftings, the plans, the purpose that I placed in your life. You did nothing with it. I don't want to stand before God. I want to be able to stand before God and say, Father, I did everything. I expanded. I went farther with the gifts you gave me than anyone else could have. I maximized. I utilized. This short Puerto Rican Mexican kid did everything that he could with what you gave him, and he maximized it to the best of his abilities through Christ Jesus. I want God to say, well done, good and faithful servants. I want him to say, well done, my son. I'm proud of you. I'm excited. Thank you for giving your best. And yet many of us aren't even giving a lick to anything about God. It's time to rise up. Dang, pastor, today's supposed to be about purpose. Let's get back to our purpose. You must begin with God because God's your creator. See, let, let, me, let me just get you to understand. You only exist... Because God willed you to exist. In the average sexual relationship, a man will release over, it's an outrageous number, but literally 100 million sperm cells. You're the winner of that race. The very first race you entered, you won. Amen. You think that was an accident? Come on. You have a better chance of winning a lottery than you do at being born. The fact that you're living and breathing means that God had a plan and a purpose for your life. And he said, out of the hundred million that were swimming towards your mom's seed, God said, no, that one, hold that one back, hold this one back, let this one go. And he orchestrated everything in order to organize, to allow you to, you might have been the slowest swimmer out of all of them. And yet God said, you know what, I need that one to make it. So he's going to move this one over here, we're going to move that one over that's how much God loved you. He purposed you. Y'all better stop. 
my wife just said, I can't swim. <laughs> thank God. Thank God he held the other ones back, babe. Church, I need you to understand this. I don't, I, I'm, I'm not mad. I'm just angry to see the enemy steal your life from you. Hate people still walking in depression because they don't know their purpose. People walking in bondage or not walking in freedom because they don't know what they were created for. You were created for God. Romans 8, verse, Romans 8 verse 6 says this, Obsession with self in these matters is a dead end. Attention to God leads us out into the open into a spacious, free life. When we live for ourselves, it's a dead end. But when we live for God's purposes, it opens you up to great possibilities. Rick Warren said this, being, actually, Rick Warren pretty much said everything I just said earlier. So you read the book, you're going to find this out. So I can't put the whole message in quotations, okay? Being successful and fulfilling your life's purpose is not all the same. You could hit all the goals and success and achievements that you want and still not hit your purpose. So if you're successful right now, man, I applaud you. If you've done some great things, I applaud you. But don't mistake success for purpose. Those are two different things. My prayer has always been this. God, let me suck at the things that are not my purpose. I don't want to be good at something that's not my purpose. Because then it'll pull me off track. It'll get me going in the wrong direction. I want to stay on the things that God has created me for, to do the things God created. Look at um, Matthew chapter 16, verse 25. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way, my way to finding yourself, your true self. See, in, in life today, we, we've equated busyness with success. If I'm really busy, then I'm successful. My phone's blowing up. Everyone wants my time. That, we call that success. No, it's not. You've been created with just enough time because the Bible says God planned out the dates that we would live and the time. So God knows how much time it takes to fulfill the purpose he placed on our lives. If you feel overwhelmed, it's probably because you're doing too much. And you're not doing your purpose. That's the thing I hear all the time. I'm overwhelmed. Purpose won't get you doing more things. It'll just get you doing the right thing. Come on, church. So we have a choice today, two options in trying to find. How, how many want to know your purpose? You want to know your purpose. I want to find out why, why on earth am I here. You got two choices to, on how to figure this out. Number one is speculation. Speculation is where we guess and we hope and we conjecture and hopefully come up with something that makes sense. Or we can live through speculation or we can walk in revelation. Revelation is where we get from the creator himself exactly what we are here for. Dr. Hugh Moorhead, uh, a philosopher um, professor at North, Northeastern Illinois University, wrote over 250 wor of the world's well-known philosophers, uh, successful business people, um, entrepreneurs. He wrote the, these um, 
scientists, writers, intellectuals, and he asked them this one question, what is our purpose? And he wanted these top minds to write back to him and tell him what their, our purpose is. The ones that did respond shared various things, and they always ended with this statement. Then again, I'm just making it up. I don't have a clue what the purpose of life is. These are the top minds. And they would close with this following statement. If you find out what the meaning of life is or the purpose of life is, would you write us back and let us know? I need you to understand, to all these philosophers, simply this. Rick Warren summed it up as a worship team helped me out this morning. God isn't just the starting point of life. He's the source of life. That was a great place to clap right there. He's just not the starting point of life. He is the source. Uh, let, let Let me put it to you this way, and I've shared this with you so many times, that God always speaks to the source before he creates the substance. The beginning in creation, God speaks to the source before he creates the substance. That in Genesis 1.11, God, it's a principle. He always speaks to the source before he creates the substance of a thing. So he spoke in Genesis 1.11, he spoke to the source, the water, or the earth, to bring forth the substance, the plants. He spoke in verse, I believe, 20. Uh, the next one, I think, is verse 20. I could be wrong. He speaks to the water, the source, to bring forth the substance, the fish. Then he speaks to the source, the earth, to bring forth the substance, the cattle and livestock. You following me? God always speaks to the before he creates the because the substance can't survive apart from its source. If you take a plant, the substance, out of the source, the ground, what happens to it? You take a fish, the substance, away from its source, the water, what happens to it? You take an animal, the the cattle, out of the pasture, put it in Walmart parking lot, what's going to happen to it? East side. Got an asada, that that sucker's going down. It's going to die. Someone's going to have a barbecue. God always speaks to the before he creates the. In Genesis 1.26, God says, let us. Let us make man in our image and in our likeness. You, You didn't catch that. God always speaks to the. Before he creates the, God spoke to not the water, not the earth, not the ground when he created mankind. He spoke to himself. What water is to a fish, God is to your soul. You remove a fish from water, it dies. You remove mankind from God, we die. You are made for the presence of God. 
You were made for the ocean of God. You were made for the soil called God. You get separated from God. Your dreams are going to die. Your family's going to die. Your hopes are going to die. Everything that you hold valuable will dry up because you got to stay connected to your source. To find your purpose, I'm going to close right here, so stay with me. To find your purpose, you got to turn to God's word, not the world's wisdom. The world will tell you what they think you're there for. But apart from God, there is no life. Ephesians 1.11, as the ushers come and take their place. In Christ, we find out that we, who we are, and what we are living for. It's in Christ that we find out what we are, who we are, and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us. It's like God's a stalker. He had designs for us for glorious living and part of overall purpose. He is working out in everything and everyone. Come on, let's read that again. In Christ, we find out who we are and what we are, and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us and had designs for, for our glorious living. Part of the overall purpose, he was working out in everything and anyone. Three things I want you to see as you stand to your feet with me right now. Three insights from the scripture that are important, imperative. Number one, I want you to see this. You discover your identity and purpose through a relationship with Jesus. I said you discover your purpose through a relationship with Jesus. Through communion. Through experiencing who God is. Number two, God was thinking about you long before you even thought about him. His purpose for your life predates your conception. Even before mom and dad thought about you, God already had your purpose mapped out. You are loved and you are planned by eternity. Number three, the purpose of your life fits into a much larger cosmic purpose that God is designed for eternity. You are such a wonderful part of this beautiful puzzle that God has put together called life. My family, we love doing puzzles at the house. We got our, our dining room table that we rarely eat on and we put these puzzle pieces there. And we just sit there and we'll just hours on hours looking for puzzle pieces and and every so often one of us will hide a piece okay it's always me so I want to be the one that finishes it and there's nothing more frustrating than finishing a puzzle but it's missing a piece I mean you can imagine the piece there you can imagine the colors that go there. You can imagine, even by looking at the box top, exactly what should be there. So in my imagination, I can imagine what should be there. 
but it's not there, so it gets me upset that I'm missing something. I wonder how God feels when God goes through all this work to orchestrate and put everything together for your life and you decide not to show up. Not to fit in that space that other people are counting on for you to hold them down. For you to lock them in so that the glory of their color and their images can come together with everyone else to show a beautiful image for God. When you hold back, you don't just keep from walking in your purpose. You keep other people from experience completion in Christ as well. Because God is painting a picture we all need to be part of. Listen, you could choose your spouse. You can choose your career. You could choose your house, the car you drive. You could choose your eye color, hair color, but you don't get to choose your purpose. God, the one that took care of that. For everything, absolutely everything, God start in him and finds its purpose in him. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.